bow before Zod, or uh, Steppenwolf, uh, I think it is. <laughs> Joined, as always, by my co-host Brian and Cam, I am Tom, and I welcome you to this post-Thanksgiving Christmas prequel episode of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast. This week we'll be talking about the new Justice League movie, which I'm sure we're all thankful to have seen. Alright guys, thankful. Oh sure, for sure. Sure. Good! What a vote of confidence. I'm sure it's going to be a... This is going to be a real uh, kind of pep rally for the DC extended, expanded universe. Anyway, before we get to tonight's main topic, of course, we need to go over everything we are thankful about in our lives with our weekly geekly, geekly weekly update. And Cam... I haven't heard from you in a while, or Brian, in that matter. You've had a little break. Why don't you go first? What have you been up to? Oh, man. Just, oof. we were talking offline before. Just uh, wedding, 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 wedding planning galore. Uh, marrying my companion uh, in about four or five days. And uh, that's sort of taken up uh, all of my time in the recent past. Um, a little bit before that, I was in Germany at Essen, the Essen Spiel as they call it, the largest board game convention in the world. Um, that was amazing. Um, never been there before. Definitely a bucket list. Um, did that. It was, it was everything you can imagine and more. It was just, it was, it was amazing. Um, and then, uh, I was on the Dice Tower podcast. Uh, I was on their, one of their, their, their recent, ep- well, not the last episode, but the episode before that, the one that came out with, uh, uh, for Essen. Um, I tried to sneak in Nerd Travaganza, but I don't think it came out on the oh, no. <laughs> uh, on the audio. But uh, but yeah, that was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, just um, doing my normal stuff: reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> playing Shadows Shadow of Mordor nice. <clears throat> on the PS4. Yeah, doing a little that. Um, been into been in been on a Neil Gaiman reading kick. Um, so I've, I've devoured several of his books, uh, recently and yeah, I think, I think that's, that covers my last few weeks (laughs) in a nutshell. What about you, Brian? Um, I've actually seen like a couple of movies this week and I really, I'll, I'll take my whole day, uh, my whole update if I need to, to talk about this one. Did either of you guys see her? The one with, uh, where the, the Scarlett Johansson is the the ai or whatever the os yeah 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 yep what did you guys think i i really loved that movie yeah it's really good i really enjoyed that i i i liked the i liked the themes i didn't like the execution if that makes sense really well the themes are the like most important part so yeah I, i'm not a fan of well the, i think i think i'm biased because i'm not a fan of uh joaquin phoenix you know, I, I honest to God thought that was Tom Selleck for half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not have that problem. Tom, Tom Selleck, like, I mean, he's like 70. Yeah, he, like, like, but it's hilarious because now that you mentioned it, I can see where you would have thought that. <laughs> um, I saw, yeah, that movie was cool. I saw that in Transcendence pretty much back to back. And yeah, Ooh, yeah, was a, was a stinker too. <laughs> you, you didn't care for transcendence, uh, Cam? No, I was a stinker. Man. Oh. I mean, again, the, the themes were cool. Like I like these grand grandiose themes, but like, 
I mean, the execution was piss poor. What, what do you think, Brian? Are you agree on both counts, or you you liked her? It's, you you just said, but not. I I liked her a lot. I I might have liked Transcendence if I had not mm. seen her recently, but yeah, it was it was definitely inferior. Yeah, I feel like Transcendence had it had it was a really cool theme that they were capturing, and I, I think they both kind of touch on that whole like transcendence theme because the AIs at the end of her kind of ascended in a way, didn't they? They like just like left the human realm of existence behind. Um, or, or hid themselves. Yeah. Vanished. Yeah. Made themselves, you know, separated from humanity. Whereas Johnny Depp, didn't he just become like a nano cloud or something in transcendence? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I remember liking transcendence. I, I think maybe some of the special effects were. I don't, I don't mean to like, I don't know, offend anyone, but you're a very easy moviegoer, Tom. I am. I, I'll admit, I've <laughs> come to realize that about myself, especially <laughs> with watching these DC films. I guess I'm just, yeah, I'm easily entertained, or not not easily entertained, but I just I can find the good in a movie. I, I get it. You know, you're paying for it. You want to like it, but that's not a lot of. There's not a lot of movies that I have just been like outright needed to i don't think i've ever really walked out of a movie i I can usually find something to like about most movies i mm, i was very close to just like turning transcendence off because it started off so slowly i was just like oh this is kind of really not exciting and i stuck with it and I i don't regret seeing it or anything i actually went with people to see god what was that movie a long time ago hollywood if she could Oh, that's a uh, uh, cool world. If I had been alone, I would have walked out of that one. That's the last <laughs> movie I was just like, peace. Uh, trying to think of a walkout worthy movie. Do you guys remember that stupid um, movie about the, uh, it, I, it's about like a tragic real world event. So I shouldn't hate it, but I did hate it. It's about like a, these boat captains or something. It's, and they're like out in this like confluence of, like three different perfect storm yeah 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 with marky mark and all that yeah i i hated that yeah, movie. perfect storm <laughs> it was like boards i just had like a, it just it just gave me like a bad feeling that movie like it wasn't like a there was nothing yeah good, like it's like know? they didn't even like gin up some like bs like it's not like with titanic they could create this whole like character drama in it right what were you gonna have like leonardo dicaprio and kate winslet being like boat boat hands that were having a romance on this tug <laughs> no yeah. that wasn't gonna happen so yeah it was just like a bum out like you knew they were doomed um and then like i was bummed about it and i was just like just leave the fish and, and go into port what do you but guys lots of money I yeah i know yeah this is like complete greed and then they died and okay yeah I mean, I mean that's like sad and the fish went to waste right Right, all that fish just went back into the yeah. ocean. And Marky Mark, like he's made like a cottage industry about like doing those kind of like real life movies. But I think he learned his lesson on that movie because now, if you notice, all the real life movies he does, like he does like one every year. Like he did the one about the Boston bombing. He did the one about the BP oil spill. Like he does like one of those movies every year now. It's like one of these real life, but like, but now, yeah, they were tragedies, but then they add in the like triumph of the American spirit. You know what I mean? That right. one they they fell flat on. Right with that yeah i don't i mean i'm not sure how you stay faithful to the real story and have the american spirit triumph in that one i mean it they tried like he was just basically adrift in the ocean like 
you know, sending a thought love letter yeah. to his wife. Yeah. Not exactly. happy. Anyway, so Transcendence was walkout worthy, Brian, if you were in the movie theater, you think? Uh, you, you shouldn't because it definitely picks up, but yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> oh, you're tough, man. You're like, you're like Rotten Tomatoes quality tough <laughs> on movies, man. I, I, I don't know, man. It was, I was like an hour before I was interested in the least. <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. Anyway, a good pairing though, to see both of those around the same time, I would say. I guess it was like a artificial intelligence marathon on uh, on Cinemax. Nice. So they did. Did they show the Matrix trilogy too? I I just kind of ignore those now. So <laughs> sorry. Did they show the Matrix and those other Matrix inspired sci fi movies? I not that I noticed. It's entirely okay. possible. All right. <laughs> And uh, somewhat a sad note. I hate I hate to be a downer, but um, this this was actually pretty humorous, and it's kind of a longstanding thing. I uh, was was very excited to do um, not Black Friday, but Black Friday, you know, uh, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, like all in one shopping. And uh, everywhere I usually go for Small Business Saturday is closed. So. Oh wow! Uh, that was that was kind of a revelation this year. Even even AG, AGS was open. Well, AGS was doing a big Black Friday sale because of their their air conditioning woes. I don't yeah. I don't think they really advertised small business this year. Yeah, I think it was like a they just did like sort of a Black Friday weekend yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like come the whole weekend or whatever. I think they had the same deals no matter you know what. Tommy's day. Italian Restaurante is closed. Uh, second edition books is closed. Oh, when you say closed, you mean shut permanently, like done. Yeah, then. yeah, gone. Tommy's Italian Restaurante, were they on uh, University there? Yep. Like, uh, oh, yeah, that place is good. Or was good. It used to be. For folks uh, visiting the South Florida area, this is uh, kind of western Broward County. There was a nice restaurant. Uh, now gone. And near the former location of a comic book store that was there years ago called Acevedo's, I think. Acevedo's yeah, Comics, yes. I was a I was a patron many years of Acevedo's. Yeah. Jerkiest, jerkiest guy in the world. Oh, total old school like comic right. book owner, like had contempt for you when you came in. Yeah. yeah. Don't touch the comics. Yeah. Don't touch the comics. He had that like funny accent. <laughs> There's a place in Margate you can go to that will still give you that same uh Treat. Really? Yeah, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But... Sadly, a lot of comic book stores will still treat you that way. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You're not here to read. This is the library, kid. Uh, uh, I'm not a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm older than you. Exactly. Guys. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so sorry to hear that, Brian. That small business, out of business Saturday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a shock. I mean, I got amazing deals on Black Friday, so I guess, you know, not a total loss, but that's not exactly newsworthy. What'd you get? Anything good? Uh, dude, I I had just a little, like, blow this on me budget, and I so cleaned up. I got miniatures. Um, I, you never played this, but Tom, Tom did. Um, remember, like, when we first started playing War Machine, the starter sets? Yeah, yeah. Their retails forty nine ninety nine. If you try, you can get them for like 
35 pretty easily, you know, on sale here or whatever. Privateer Press had like a, we don't want this shit in our warehouse anymore sale. 10 bucks each. Wow. Free shipping over um, $50. And I, I don't remember what else this was for, but it was like, uh, spend 60, get $10 off. So it was $10 each, buy five, get one free. And they didn't even charge you for shipping. Wow. Are they, is Privateer like ending that run or that, or that series? I haven't been in that scene for a little while. Like is the game over or are they just, is that just old merchandise? Uh, it's old merchandise because the starter sets are like the rules, the cards, the, you know, the, the whole thing you need. And they're on like a new edition of the book. So okay. pretty much if you buy that, they're, they're all outdated and you can't oh, just okay. go to play, which is the only reason for the starter sets. So I think they just wanted them gone, just out of circulation, you know? Okay. So, but you, the figures are still valid, just not the starter sets themselves as a squad or how's that? Some work? of the figures have gone from metal to, uh, I, I don't know, ABS, plastic, whatever, whatever plastic-like substance models are made out of these days. Um, and some are, have been like re-sculpted to be like, you know, different looking, but I, they're still legal if you want to play it, you know, it's not like you can't play the old versions. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I remember years ago, I ran into the privateer press rep at a gaming store up in Seattle and, um, they were debuting those colossals then who that were made out of that plastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I guess now the whole line's been pretty much redone. The, um, I think most of the Warjacks have been, I think the, the, the really small figures are, are just kind of like too tiny for, for good detail. But, um, yeah, most of the bigger stuff is, is, uh, like I said, whatever plastic ABS QVC. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad you found some good deals, man. That's great unreal I, I got a lot of miniatures and there was actually another similar deal from uh Warsenal. they had 110 dollars starter sets for like 30 bucks and a store-wide 25 percent off so wow yeah it was it was pretty obscene you cleaned up you got enough paint for all this stuff or what paint's cheap yo <laughs> okay nice and uh and you how about you uh back from any uh exciting maybe trips um yeah as it turns out i actually just came back a couple how's it been about 10 days ago from india i my company sent me over to india a city called hyderabad india uh for the purpose of training some people over there and Kind of cool. Like I didn't do any like I guess geeky stuff necessarily, but I was in what is essentially like this tech enclave in the middle of like kind of traditional India. So that was that was quite a thing to suddenly enter this area with all these like kind of modern uh, office buildings and all this stuff. Um, whereas you know the rest of the other parts of India, I saw on my way there, you know, had a, the look of a developing nation a little more. Um, the airport is like new and modern. Uh, there's there's a big like freeway that's new and modern, and then off to the side you can kind of see like what I would probably what I would term maybe old school India. And uh, then when I got to this area, it was like weird, like this little like 
The only thing missing was the dome. Yeah. <laughs> on this like domed city. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. And a lot of my coworkers, it turned out, were big time like Game of Thrones fans, were big time into the Marvel movies. They we actually we it didn't come together, but we wanted to go see Thor together uh while I was over there at the movie theater nearby. We never we did get around to it. Um so I guess I'm saying our, our demographic is spreads uh, the world over because I, I found uh, kindred spirits over there in our Hyderabad office. Well, I'll be looking forward to all the new listeners. Yeah, you know, I probably should have dropped. I probably should have name dropped the podcast uh, while I was there. But like something, something about like pushing the podcast too hard in the workplace. You know, I don't know. I'm not saying I've ever said anything negative about my job, but you know how HR departments are. <laughs> If I even imply that I might have been working a little too hard, that that, that might not bode well for me. <laughs> yeah, so Hyderabad, that was pretty cool. Um, really, really long flights. Like it was uh, Seattle to London and then London to Hyderabad. So each one was like nine hours going over and 10 hours coming back. And uh, the India leg of each one, I got to fly on that new 787 plane. Are you guys familiar with this? Nope. Okay, so it's basically like a you know a long haul plane, dual engine, blah blah blah, but it has some cool features. They keep it more pressurized. I think like a, I don't know the exact numbers, but instead of being pressurized at like five thousand feet or at like ten thousand feet elevation, this one's pressurized at like five thousand feet, so you don't feel like total crap by the time you get off of it. And it has these like um, I don't know I don't know what it is where they pass electricity through the glass of these of the windows. So they, they basically can like control the, the dimming of the glass throughout the entire airplane. And, and the windows are like much bigger. So basically they did this more on the way back. They, they turned it into, they, they basically made the plane like twilight the whole time. So you could like sleep. You just, you really wanted to sleep. And then, so consequently when I got to London, I felt like, okay, I was like, I was kind of like, huh, wait, the plane fights jet lag. Yeah, the plane is designed to fight jet lag with better air pressure and with this like um, kind of lighting to to acclimate you to the place you're going to. And I think even the air quality, it changes it, a bunch of parameters change to make to minimize jet lag. Um, but of course, on the second leg from London back to the U.S., I was on a, a seven an older seven seven seven, which didn't have those new features, so I felt like crap <laughs> when I got home. My sleep is still out of whack from that trip. Were you were you uh, business class coach? So my uh, my company, who I have all, I hold hold in the highest esteem, <laughs> in case we do pick up any new listeners, uh, very generously uh, reimbursed me for, or rather paid for, economy plus cam. They will not spring for business class. Uh, so. Economy Plus, you are segregated in your old in your own cabin. You do have your own flight attendant that looks after you, and you've got some more leg room. But I was like right near the bulkhead seat, so I could see into the business class. Um, this is on British Airways, by the way. And oh my gosh, in business class, you get like your own little like cubicle with like a footrest, and like you can like lay down. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and one of the worst thing at my expense, they offered to. When I got there, they offered me like a pretty good deal on the business class seat. And I, I turned it down mm-hmm. and I immediately regretted it as soon as I saw it. Yeah. Would have been totally. How much, how much, how, like how much was the difference? Uh, it was a difference of $500. I think. Oh no, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's uh, a lot. it is. But like for 20 hours of flying, man, I yeah. don't know. 
Yeah. When I, when I went to Essen, um, same thing, like, you know, yellow will pay for, uh, economy plus, you know, that kind of stuff, but for, you know, business class sort of on our own. Um, but I flew Iberia. Oh, how's that? The, it was, the upgrade was $200. Ooh. So I was like, count me in. And I got to tell you, it was, it was worth every penny. It, I mean, just the food alone was amazing. I mean, we had like fresh, like sushi, you oh, know what nice. I mean? Like it was like one, some of the best sushi I've ever had. And it was like, you know, it was one of those where like I had my own pod essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You just like, yeah. You, I mean, there was like little storage bins and areas for me to put on my stuff. There was like a personal charger charging area for me. Like I had my own TV entertainment center. It was, it, it was clutch. Yeah. I'll bet. Honestly, you said it was 200 and that was a trip from like East coast USA to Germany, right? Yeah. It was a like nine hour flight. Yeah. So you figure uh, they, the, the price they were offering me wasn't too bad for a flight that was basically for a 20 hour flight. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Not too bad. Uh, I regretted uh, it, man. But I, it was a lot of money to lay but out. Your flight, but your seat did lay it, lay, it lay down. Uh, my seat recline. I just had standard recline. It had, uh, I had the saving grace of being, it had a, these are a little bit better than the standard coach seats. They have like a leg rest that will come yeah. out. So it, it was comfortable enough. And then I'd prop my feet up on the bulkhead sometimes. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It was comfortable. Yeah, as long as you, and you had the bulkhead, so that's that's good too. Yeah, yeah. Which on these newer seven eighty sevens, there's like a for some reason a baby changing table that nobody ever uses. So the oh, wow. flight attendants put that down and let you use it as like your personal like table. Yeah, like, like I didn't have I didn't have an upgrade on the way back, but uh, they didn't even offer it. It was full. Yeah. Um, but I ended up with the bulkhead, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, bulkhead's fine. Um, watched a ton of movies, by the way, which was great, and. Uh, Saw that Baby Driver movie you were always talking about, Cam. That was pretty good. Right? Yeah, Yeah. that was great. And let's see, what else? Uh, While in India, I watched, and this is appropriate for tonight's episode, I watched the Batman v Superman director's cut. Are you familiar with this? No. This adds in about a half hour of content, some of which probably should have been in the movie. Um, Like, I'll just go ahead and like, spoiler alert. The enemy from this new movie, Justice League, was basically teased at the end of um, Batman v Superman in the director's cut. Uh. Like, they don't really explain why Lex Luthor goes nuts. I guess you're supposed to infer, like, seeing Doomsday Rampage was enough to drive him crazy. Because he went from yeah. being diabolical to nuts, right? Like, for no real reason. Yeah. Um, well, at the end of it, these, like, cops, like, go into the Kryptonian ship and find him there. And, like, the computer is showing him an image of steppenwolf with the three uh, uh, other boxes so gotcha. that and other things they probably should not have left out so why do you think they wouldn't i mean well okay well let's wait for that until we get to the to the I guess. <laughs> okay all right i have a lot of questions, oh. I have questions. okay i'll let you finish your update yeah yeah i probably should have saved that for last because it would have been a good transition uh, apart from that i'll just go through the rest i'm reading a book called autonomous which is all about um I'll just say robots and like prescription drug patents. It's a future where they can extend your life and do they have all these great drugs. It's it's the nightmare scenario of all these life-saving and preserving drugs, but nobody can afford them, right? Because these like uh, basically companies own these patents like forever and ever and ever and the prices are insanely high. Um, so it's like 
prescription drugs run amok and also kind of robots and their place in society. So cool book. I would check that out. Again, it's called Autonomous. And let's see. I beat Final Fantasy 15. Finally, I put 123 hours into that game. I finally beat it. They're still, they're releasing a couple more expansions that I might revisit. There are some post game quests that I can revisit, but you revisit them basically you you can revisit the old world basically by time traveling and kind of they put such a like good point on finishing the game it would be like visiting a graveyard to go back and play now if that makes any sense like just the world would seem hollow to me in some way because uh, the end was the ending was pretty powerful at least I thought it was and kind of a kind of a bittersweet ending they did they did a good job with the ending of that game I'll say. So not so sure I'll, I'll be playing more of that. I might play the multiplayer expansion if it doesn't tread too much into the storyline. Um, yeah, Brian, I know you didn't like it, but if, if you can, I would say maybe maybe give it a second <laughs> chance. The game turned out to be pretty good. Maybe one of these days. Yeah. Just tell me if this sounds familiar to you. Um, crazy madman uh, manipulates the empire into like a, a ill-conceived war. Uh, resulting in a world that is completely ruined, and then you finish the game in that ruined world. Yeah, sound familiar? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Definite echoes of six in this game, but but pretty well done. If you're going to borrow from something, six is the thing to borrow from. Uh, anyway, that done, I'm probably going to move on to a little more light, a little lighter fare. Recore for the Xbox One. I think I'm going to play next. Trying to get my companion into that. We'll see how that goes. And. Uh, this being the first Black Friday in a long time, for those that don't know, for those that don't know, Black Friday is the Friday after the American Thanksgiving holiday, where retailers make all their money and hence are in the black. Uh, my tradition for years has been to go to Disney, uh, the Disney parks in Florida on those days. As I am not currently residing in Florida, I could do that, so I started a new tradition of seeing two comic book movies. Um, and so I saw Justice League, which is tonight's topic. And I saw Thor Ragnarok both on the same day with my companion. And uh, yeah, Thor was a great comedy, I felt. And uh, <laughs> Justice League we'll get more into. You guys seen Thor? Not yet. Yep, I definitely did. I mean, I'm not. I have nothing bad to say about it, but like the the Marvel movies are seriously just becoming like slapstick at this point, almost right. Yeah, I mean, and we'll get into this one like when we talk about it. I mean, it was like a just like a buddy cop movie essentially. Not, not yeah, like tonally so different from the other movies, right? I, I, there were always comedic elements, but I thought Thor went way over the top. I will kind of ask this, not having seen it. This is an honest question: different from the Avengers movies, or different from Thor movies? Both. Both, both, yeah, both. Because uh, it's it's more it's more Avengers, what, like Thor. Because Thor was always like a little darker than yeah. the other ones. You know, they're making it way. They're trying to make it way way lighter, and it's even like lighter and cornier than like Avengers and those movies. Like I, I I felt like were just enough corn and just enough camp, but it was it was funny. You know, so it really was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, like no, I, wow. I, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought was better though. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, no. I think the execution in Guardians of the Galaxy was way better. Gu yeah, I, I Guardians is better by far, and there's more balance. But I think they were trying to Guardians up this series uh, with the, the Thor movies, and they maybe overshot a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. 
But uh, yeah, we can talk about that, especially as we compare and contrast DC and Marvel, uh, which we will get to in our main topic in a few moments. Um, but basically, that's it for my update. I have I went a little long, and I I hope it was entertaining. That said, though, it's probably time for us to move on and discuss news outside our own personal spheres of influence with our news stravaganza segment. Cam, that means you're on. Yep. Uh, speaking of fuck ups, uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of fuck ups going on here. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm just going to pass over the whole, you know, Weinstein sexual. Oh, thing or whatever i mean that's like i mean you know every any, any if you unless you've been living under a rock over the last couple months like i mean that that's just uh, it's amazing to me and 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 i i i think a way too long in coming uh reckoning for a lot of these creeps yeah everybody's um, pretty grabby and, uh, out in hollywood it seems right everywhere apparently yeah so okay so 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 here's my thing right I've noticed a theme with these guys that like, it's not so much the grabbing, it's the, here's my penis. Like they show their <laughs> right, penis. To right. Right. <laughs> like what, what's that move? Like I, I've never in my life just unsolicited. Like whipped it out. I've never even, yeah, I've never even like sent a dick pic, which I know is like, you know, rampant online, but like, I've never just ever just been like hanging out with a chick like friendly, not friendly, even like romantically involved and been like, Hey, hey check this. I mean, I mean, unless we were dating for years or, you know what I mean? Like it was like, Hey, come in my office. Look at, look what I got here behind my desk. Oh, is it a new notebook? No, it's my cock. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It, it's, it's a, it's a strange opener. Like I, I, you know, I, I feel like I have to get to know you before I reveal my piece. Yeah. That's not something I open with. Like today, just that, like, or yesterday, that whole Matt Lauer thing hit. And again, yeah. that guy, that's what he would do. He'd like invite, he'd get chicks to come into his off women to get into his, into his, uh, his office at wherever, good morning, whatever show he's on. I don't watch that shit, but like, you know, they'd come in there and then he'd be like, Hey, by the way, here's my wiener. You know, and like, how do you go from like talking about, oh yeah, in this, in this segment, we're going to talk about, you know, cupcakes and whatever, you know, on the, on the show. And then all of a sudden he's like whipping it out. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't. Does, does that, I mean, I can't imagine that meeting with any kind of success. Like a woman's like, well, now that made my day. Thank you. Yeah. Let's date. Yeah. Like what's funny though, is that like, if like. A man, like if a woman walked in, or you know what I mean? Like if you walked into a, a beautiful woman's office and she was like, here, here's my breasts. Like, like most guys would be like, oh, that's awesome. You know, just because we're animals, we're idiots. You know what I mean? I'm not so sure I'd like, here's my twat. Right. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't oh. equate the other way around. That's what I'm, I'm just trying to like. If I had to play, if I had to place bets on whether a positive reaction would come in one direction or the other, the woman revealing her, uh, genitalia has a better chance still, of yeah well. there's still a way much higher percentage chance that guys are going to be like oh that's pretty cool you know what i mean then <laughs> yeah uh men and i mean i know we're supposed to like ignore this but men and women are pretty fundamentally different when it comes to like their their sexuality and and, and it, how visual cues sort of feed into it i think right yeah i mean that's what i'm saying i'm not saying either is right i'm, I'm just saying like i'm just trying to understand why these weirdos think that showing their penis to a woman or, or a guy, whatever, anybody 
is like a the right thing to do obviously not b even if it's not the right thing to do like you know there, there, it's it's oh it's a spectrum right it's like it's like if, if, you're, <laughs> if you're dating a woman and you go in for a kiss that's way different than just like trying to kiss someone on the street you know what i'm saying right like, there's like right. okay maybe we're going you know maybe we've gotten to the point where i can have the first kiss like so obviously there's like a little bit of a spectrum but like even if you did have like a playful relationship or like a flirty relationship with a woman at the office or, or, or anyone, a woman, a man, whatever it is, like, where do you get off thinking that I'm just going to pull my penis out? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I honestly do, like, it's funny that you mentioned like a woman or a man. I, I'll, I'll again, and it's not, not to excuse this in the workplace or using your position of power as an excuse to whip it out at will, but I almost think like if it was a man coming onto a, a, another man, like you, that, that still might work out better than with a woman. Oh, I just sure, think like sure. men definitely would be more about, Oh yeah. I see genitals. That excites me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, man. Like it's just this, like it's people, people are weird. Like my brother started a website, uh, why people hate people. And, <laughs> nice. and, and it's just like pictures of, just like people just like being idiots, just, just people being people. And the reason why we hate people in general, you know, like I just don't understand. <sighs> Even um, speaking of people I never wanted to like hate and speaking of like sort of the gay side of the coin, even George Takei apparently has had made like unwanted advances on people. Now he, he got caught up in well, all this. I'll defend too. George. I, I've met George. Oh, come He's on. an awesome guy. <laughs> like we're not like friends or anything, but I've met him. He was a very sweet guy. Like, I mean, it was one person, I believe. I mean, maybe more have, more has come out since I, I was paying attention, but I believe it was just one, one person and they, it was like, you know, like he's 100, like all these other guys are just like, yeah, I did it. Sorry. You know what I mean? He's like 100%. Hey, I didn't do that. I don't even know who this guy, you know, like this, this guy's crazy. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. You know oh, I mean? really? So he's denying it. Yeah. And this was yeah, like okay. in the seventies or eighties or not that it matters how long ago it was, but like it was from what I understand, I may be wrong. There may have been more people that come out, but the last time I checked on it, it was one guy back in like the seventies or eighties. And the guy was drunk. And he says that George like made un unwanted sexual advances on him. And, and, but I mean, and, was George drunk too? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember, but all I, I just think he, uh, and he came out and said, no, 100%. I did not do that. This guy's, this guy's nuts. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So, I mean, I'm not trying to defend if he did do it. I mean, yeah, that's horrible, but like, that's a much different story in my mind than all these women that are coming out against Weinstein and Matt Lauer and these, you know, well, all these yeah. other people that, I mean, this is multiple when, you know, where there's, you know, when you got all, not all these women can be crazy, you know, it, they're obviously these guys did something. Uh, that's, I mean, then is it a numbers game? Like if three more accusers came out and named to K, would he do with that? Change yeah, for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like even if another person came out and did it, I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Because if it's one, it's you know maybe somebody just trying to get in the limelight. Whatever the guy was an actor, and you know whatever, maybe he's just trying to get fifteen minutes. But you know these other guys, like Louis C.K. I mean, it's like tons, wow. tons of people. Yeah. You know, tons of women. All these other these weird executives and all those guys. It's like many, many, many people are coming out. I went and saw. I went and saw Louis. CK Louis CK and I, I I mean now now I imagine what he was doing backstage to like you know the the stage manager yeah, or something I mean, you know it's 
I don't think this makes it any better or anything like that. I'm not offending it in any way. But if you were surprised that that guy acted creepy, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> but wasn't he a little bit of a um, uh, – God, I hate to use this term. Wasn't he a little bit of a very vociferous kind of white knight, though? Like, didn't he – I feel like he was, which might have just – maybe that belies a, a, a hypocrisy when you're when you protest too much, as it were. Yeah, that's the funny thing is that like a lot of these people that came out and like condemned it, then once they did that, then people were like, oh, wait, by the way, didn't you grope me, you know, three years ago? Like, you know what I mean? That, that's the funny thing that right. is that like several people came out like condemning Weinstein and these other guys. And then all of a sudden people were like, wait a minute, guy, you, you did this to me, you know? So I yeah, mean, it's not funny. It's I'm like, not trying to make light of it, but it's like, you know, it's comeuppance, you know? No, yeah. When you're, when you're out there grandstanding and trying to show off your moral superiority, it often means you yourself are, are kind of an offender. Yeah. Um, anyway, didn't mean to derail the news. Um, no, it was, it's, it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> continuing the theme of fuck ups. Um, EA has lost 3 billion in stock because of their star Wars Oof. battlefront two debacle. I'm sure you guys have heard about this. Yes. Brian, I know you've got opinions on that. I'm glad they're losing money, but like the game's still selling like crazy. I, I don't quite get it. Like, Fuck them, but like harder, you know. <laughs> well, they're losing business because what? Like, I don't I, like. Why are the investors fleeing? Because if the game's still selling, who cares what the? I mean, I can tell you exactly is. why. So this is not, you know, pay nine ninety nine to unlock Darth Vader. This is buy a you know gold loot box and see what drops, and maybe it'll be a cool character. Oh, the gambling. So (laughs) people who, you know, got pissy about that kind of thing, like tweeted, Twittered, campaigned, Facebooked, whatever you want to call it. Why is Disney supporting, promoting gambling to children? Mm. And Disney was not happy about that. Yeah, I mean that, that that's a big thing, but I think the major issue was like, and I think this is, and we'll we'll talk about this on the next story too. I think there's like a just a huge, well, I, I mean, I get it, I, 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 and I think they're right in this instance, but I think it was like, listen, I'm paying you sixty bucks for a game. Um, I want to be able to play with Darth Vader. You know what I mean? At least at least within a reasonable time. Don't make me have to grind for. I think the the estimates were like eighty to a hundred hours or something like that. Don't make me grind doing stupid shit to just to to have to try to get Darth Vader or like you said pay for the chance of maybe getting Vader or or Skywalker or whoever. I I love when people like add up the actual cost of games. I think this game was like twenty one hundred dollars after you bought everything you could buy. Jesus. That's insane. Which, of course, you know, that's that's not earning anything through gameplay. So you could have, but earning it through gameplay was three years of constant gameplay. And ho- hopefully they've tweaked that down a little bit now. But I, I think that's pretty clearly over the fucking line. I don't know where the line is. That's way over it. Oh, they, they definitely did. Yeah, I mean, immediately... Yeah, they immediately, I mean, within within like the, the same day of that Reddit uh-huh. blow up that they had a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago, whatever it was, um, they immediately just scaled it down to make it super, uh, to super, like almost like instant unlock, I think. I haven't played. I won't give them any of my money for that just because just general principle. But uh, yeah, people were not happy. 
you know, I, I actually liked the first Battlefront game, but and I didn't really mind this kind of loot box scenario as it played out in um, was it Borderlands Two, Brian, where we were unlocking them all with these codes, right? Which cost nothing. Which costs nothing. Like, I didn't mind that. But this notion I'm going to pay a full price for a game and then to get the features, I have to pay for a chance to get them or maybe grind my way forever. I kind of liked Borderlands because it it promoted community involvement. Like, I followed a lot more, you know, news and discussion about that game just to get the codes than I have probably any other game. Yeah, and that that's kind of cool. Like I'm I'm fine with that. I I'm fine with like incentivizing participation in your community, which they probably still love because let's that let's, you know, they were getting all my information during that time. So, sure, sure. And probably advertising dollars and probably fucking mining bitcoin on my computer while I was on their webpage and <laughs> right. So yeah, so I mean, I don't think investors are fleeing, but they definitely have lost their like like it was something like uh 3.1 billion on whatever because the stock dropped precipitously after after that backlash but the problem is i'm sure it'll go back up everyone will be happy again all the investors and they'll find a new way to screw their their fan base which is i mean come on let's be honest it's a theme across all video game companies which brings me to my next story which is screwing the american public um which is that a study just came out that automation which, you know, everyone thinks automation, that's a good thing, right? Automation, you know, make, makes our, make, make our lives better, like Fallout. You know, like, <laughs> sure. Uh, that's an interesting, we get, uh, better you know, comparison. Yeah. It, no, I mean like pre, pre-war Fallout, you know. Uh, but who, you know, who doesn't want a handy bot, right? But um, automation is going to kill roughly 70 million jobs in the U.S. by yep. 2030 and up to 800 million jobs worldwide. I still think it's a good thing. <sighs> How so, Brian? I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings. I mean, look, it's going to it, it's going to take an adjustment, but now there's what seventy million people that can like follow their fucking dreams instead of working away, slaving, you know. And it's not going to be all you know miners or blue collar or anything like that. No one's going to be pressured like, oh, be a doctor and marry well, you know, big house, fancy car, whatever you want to do, man anything yeah but how do you make your how do you earn your uh you know daily wage though if 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 there's no if a lot of hype if a lot of well-paying jobs are gone i i mean i do think this is a first step towards universal basic income if robots are making everything things probably shouldn't cost very much now what do you say to that cam you've expressed some doubts about the kind of ubi in the past i think i don't have an issue with ubi um you think uh, automation might give rise to it? Well, I think when we talked about it, my, my main question, and it's still my question, is where's that income going to come from? Taxing robots. <laughs> if it's coming out of my pocket, what am I getting for that? Am I just getting fucked to tax people, You know, to, to give people a free ride, basically? Then I have an issue with it. If it's coming from somewhere else, I'm okay with it. And it, like again, if that, that certain population of people just want to do that, then that's okay. But – to bring it back to the jobs issue, if you look at like Michigan, you know, Detroit, that is a model just on a smaller scale and, and, and in a lower tech area, like a lower tech version of probably what's going to be happening over the next 20, 30 years. And if we don't learn the lesson of that, which was 
we should have been training those people to do other things long before the problem got to where it was. Um, I think we're going to be in a similar crunch. It's almost a sort of creative destruction sort of scenario. I right. don't think it's going to be the the end of the world. I just think there's going to be a lot of people that are out of work and they're going to have to figure out how to do something else. And it's going to force them to do that. You know, and I don't give pe- I don't, unfortunately don't give people enough cre- credit to go out and retrain themselves or the, for- you know, have the foresight to do that beforehand. I think there's going to be tough times for them until they can figure something else out. Vote progressive next time, because we definitely want forward thinking leaders. <laughs> I, I, I may, I may take that recommendation myself. Brian. I, I, I do think you're right. It is creative destruction and it probably will be creative destruction, but I, you know, I traveled a little bit over the holiday weekend. I wound up in a, uh, McDonald's, not my local McDonald's and they had automated ordering to anyone today. Mm-hmm who wants to make a life out of flipping burgers, sort your fucking life out. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with doing that, but that job's disappearing. Yeah. To all the poor people, and, and I hate to pick on Trump supporters or anything like that. Like This is completely apolitical. But to people who think working in a coal mine when the rest of the world is, is going clean, catch up to last century. Yeah, when I was in Europe, you know, they're they're they're. I think within by 2020, they're complete, or even maybe sooner. Well, they're completely banning diesel. The fucking China's going by 2025, aren't they? No, 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 no diesel. And then by like some other like you know longer time, it's going to be no petrol. Wow. You know, I, I don't know how soon that's going to be, but there there definitely is a no diesel date. Yep. After this date, you cannot get diesel. That's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and that the whole automated thing, like the the burger. That's basically the answer to the, oh, you want $15 an hour? Fuck you. You know, I 100% it is. You, you know, you cannot force someone to pay labor, no offense, but more than they're worth. <laughs> right. It was cheap enough to hire somebody for five bucks. 750 was pushing it. It's, it's cheaper to buy machines now. And it sucks that you lost your summer job, but you need to adapt and let them adapt. And then we'll like waltz into the future together. So, I mean, I agree with you guys, except there's, there's one, like, there's one kind of thought, and this has been a thought that I first encountered all the way back when I took my economics courses years ago. Um, That being that, that you actually can train people for like the next job. I I think traditionally, as we move from one phase of, of economic development to another, that was probably the case. But when you're moving to a phase of economic development where there just are no new jobs because we have machines to do them, I don't know what the training solution is there. I think you guys are terribly pessimistic about that. People are going to have more uh, free time. Rich people are going to have more free time. They're going to want more art to look at. They're going to want more entertainment to enjoy. They're going to want more books to read. Not true. People are going to want tools to carve wood structures, make wood furniture, you can bang out like some Chineseium chisel, but like there's quality craftsmanship that people can do in a, a garage or in a, you know, rented workshop or something like that and sell an, a, a knife, like a hunting knife or a cooking knife or, you know, wood chisels for like hundreds. You can make money off hobbies. Doing like an art artist. Just may not be able to make a living off of. So maybe to supplement your UBI. Yeah. I mean, we might even be there and just let people kind of struggle before UBI. I, 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 I'm sure UBI is going to like lag behind, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't think I, I agree with Cam. Some people will absolutely their dream job is doing fuck all. Right. 
but some people are going to have very profitable skills. Yeah. I don't think UBI is going to in any way sort of create this weird, like communistic utopia where everyone's financially equal, nor should it. I just think it'll provide a baseline for existence. So I don't view it as necessarily a threat to a free market. I think you'll still have free market capitalism on top of this, this uh, social safety net structure. I would love to see every kid who wants to be, you know, lead singer, guitarist, drummer, whatever in high school, get their chance to try. How many awesome bands just never were because they had to, you know, flip burgers. That's a good point. Yeah. It it, it will free people to pursue their intellectual and artistic. uh, How many amazing poets too tired every night after, you know, working the coal mines, which is apparently still a (laughs) fucking thing. Right. Right. Point taken. Well, now that I've fired us up, brought us down, whatever you want to say, <laughs> I think that ends the news and let's uh, jump into our topic, Tom. Yeah, great. Let's leave the net neutrality nightmare for next weekend's <laughs> for next week's uh, news update. That probably deserves a topic. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe, maybe we will do a topic on that. Um, yeah, so let's get on to tonight's main topic and... We want to talk about something that would really disrupt the world, apart from automation, would be the arrival of superhumans, right? Such as our, uh, well, they don't seem to have much of an effect in the Marvel movies. The world just goes on, you know, as a, as it always has. There's no existential crisis brought about by the with the arrival of these uh, superheroes and these like aliens and and you know people kind of sorta they did the whole like civil war thing true you know what yeah marvel did marvel did finally grapple with that during civil war i I take that back it was more political than existential but right it's definitely the dc movies make more of an issue of it probably to their detriment at the box office like they, they actually get way too into the like real world grounded ramifications of things um than they probably should for their own good but uh, yeah, so speaking of those movies, the the latest in that world that has been so impacted by the emergence of these superheroes is this new Justice League movie just came out. It follows Man of Steel uh, and then Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and then Suicide Squad, which is kind of on a tangent, but takes place in the same universe. Uh, and is now, I guess, the fourth movie and is it the dc is it extended or expanded universe i don't know electric universe i don't know anyway it's their film universe and it departs somewhat from the comics something i think a lot of people tend to forget when their heroes don't act exactly the way they do in their favorite comic series um but (laughs) let's not ignore let's not ignore the uh you know eight trillion pound gorilla grot in the room. The DC movies have not done as well as the Marvel ones. Right. And, uh, do you, let's just open up the discussion of this particular one with, do you think this one has done better than the previous DC movies you've seen? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What about you, Cam? Uh, see, I I liked it. (laughs) I liked it. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, sir, I want to clarify, Brian. I don't mean like financially at the box office. I mean just as a movie. No, no, no. I still say no. I, I, I'm with you 100. Okay. percent But I will say I did like it, but better than Wonder Woman. No. Oh yeah, I totally forgot to mention Wonder Woman. That 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 movie almost seems outside these yeah. others, and in, in in that it's <laughs> so much 
that was the most recent one. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't even really want to put Wonder Woman with those movies. <laughs> but well, no, I mean, yeah, Suicide yeah. Squad, sure. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I, I, I mean, I and we've talked about this before. I, I didn't even not like those other movies. Like I, they were okay, they were entertaining. You know, did I think that Suicide Squad was as good as? Any of the Marvel movies, probably not, except for maybe some of the the Thors. I'm not a huge fan of the Thor movies, but uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Superman v Batman, I thought was fine. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it as we go. We've talked about it before. I think Marvel, uh, I think DC gets a bad rap. I do too. I do too. Um, I will say I view Suicide Squad as the weakest of all of them. I actually liked Man of Steel. And I really liked Batman v Superman. I've yep. seen that several times, and I really did like that movie. And uh, this one, I, yeah, I also liked a lot. And Wonder, Wonder Woman, like, yeah, we should mention it in the same universe because it is that that is the standout hit of all of these DCEU uh-huh. movies. And I I would say that you could stack up to a Marvel movie. I, I think yeah, I think except for maybe the original Avengers, original Iron Man. And probably the original Guardians. I think it, that Wonder Woman was better than all the other Marvel movies. Wow, that's that's a statement. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, except good. for those three, I think you know. Are you in agreement, Brian, that Wonder Woman does hold its own versus Marvel? Ah, uh, to many of them, yeah. I might add a few more, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, roughly. Okay. Okay. Uh, so where do you think this, where do you think, I, I keep wanting to call it super friends, but where, <laughs> where do you think justice league, how it stacks up? Like, is it, is it close to any Marvel movie or is it to just fall totally short? What do you guys think? As far as Marvel movies, I'm, I'm not really sure. Maybe civil war. Cause that, that was a little bit preachy, but DC just doesn't know how to make a fun movie. Mm. Like this was like an hour and 30 minutes of, of very serious, like very down tone. And then they like got together for the final fight and started cracking jokes and making fun and blah, blah, blah. And it was fun. And like, I don't know. It worked so well being lighthearted for Wonder Woman. I, I just, I'm, I don't know, brokenhearted. I don't know. See, I, I, huh. I, I think the opposite. Like, I think they did a pretty good, like, I, I do have notes. Like, I do have some issues that I will bring up. But, <laughs> I mean, I can just, I'll, I can only compare it to the most recent Marvel movie, which I saw, was, which was Thor Ragnarok. And I just did not like that movie. I don't know. People are telling me, like, oh, you're crazy. How could you not like it? It was so funny. It was so great. Blah, blah, blah. I, oh, I had sure. the, I had the, I guess, maybe I don't know if you want to call it privilege curse, whatever to see it in Europe where it was in English, but it was subtitled in French. Okay. And ah, okay. nobody laughed in the theater. Nobody <laughs> laughed. And so I sort of had the, I guess it, it was a pretty cool way to sort of gauge like, okay, so am I really laughing when I watch this movie in the, these movies in the U S because it's funny or am I laughing because everyone else? It's like a almost like a built-in laugh track. You know what I mean? No, I don't think the. I almost always see them alone. So, you mean like by? But I'm, I'm talking about like by yourself in the theater, or like with no. I'm talking about like 
other people in the theater laughing? Am I laughing because they No, I mean, I, I go to, like, the, the shittiest little, like, theater, like, weeks afterwards. Okay, so you're, like, the only just person there. Just because I'm so antisocial, I don't want to be around other people. Oh, there okay. were three people in uh, Justice League last night. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, so maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying for my, like, anecdotal social experiment, like, I feel like I just didn't find it funny. Like, I was like, man, that's cheesy. That's a corny-ass joke. Like, that's just not funny, you know? And then they had, like, the whole Hulk and Thor, like, buddy comedy thing going on. Like, I was waiting for them to, like, go on a road trip and, like, fight over a chick. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it, didn't, it didn't make sense. It just was like, God, this this is not a funny movie. And then I'm not going to say that uh, Justice League was hilarious, like – but it did make me laugh a few times for sure. But like, and we'll talk about later, like we can talk about cons in the movie, but like my, I definitely have some points where I was like a little bit cringy. Where I was like, uh, that was a pretty bad try at a joke. You know what I mean? There, there's no spoilers in this. So I'll just quote the movie. I loved. So what's your superpower? Yeah, that was funny. That was in a commercial. <laughs> that was in the commercial, I think. So. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. They always give away the good stuff. Yeah. I'm rich. He said, I'm rich. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally I seriously, know. too. He honestly believes that's his superpower. Yeah, I'm rich. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, just, 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 so my, why wait? But like, there was a couple times where I was like really cringing, like when um, Cyborg took over the centipede, the crawler thing or whatever. The I forget what they called it. Uh, Batman's like thing when they were in that, yeah. like, crawler when I they think were right. the, the crawler whatever he was like come on boo did you guys catch that like, <laughs> i don't know if anyone caught it he was like come on boo that. like because he's black and then the worst yes. of all at the end in the final boss battle when he's like booyah <laughs> like just he like cut to his face <laughs> like close up like i don't even know how he said it without like cringing and throwing up but he was like, booyah. Like, come on, bro. Like, get out of here. That was this movie's uh, Let's Kick It, right? From Suicide oh, Squad. I don't know, man. But that was like. Do you, do you remember the Let's Kick You complained about. The, yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. The Let's Kick yeah, It line yeah, yeah, from Suicide yeah, Squad. Because of the Mexican couple. Yeah, exactly. Mexican couple. Yeah. You want to yeah. kick it later? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> no, they have to throw in, like, urban I mean, slang. Like, I thought it was cute. Like, I thought it was pretty funny with the whole, like with flash and, and he was like trying to give the pound to cyborg, you know? And he's like, Oh, we're not, we're not there yeah, yet. Racial tension. Like that was funny. I thought that was hilarious actually. Yeah, that was, good. Um, that was, good. but the whole booyah and the come on boo, like those were my two like cringy moments. Like I was like, man, come on. I, I hated Sheldon flash. <laughs> that was, Oh my God. Oh really? Really? I thought he was awesome. I thought he was hilarious. Like, I like that actor in general. He was in uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. He was in, uh, um, what was that other movie? Um, the the most recent Harry Potter, the Fantastical Beasts or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah he, was was he, the, he was the guy that was the the demon or whatever, the, 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 the orphan kid. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Um, I, I actually... I actually you didn't like, like him, him? As an actor, and I thought he was. Brian? I thought he. I thought he was funnier. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say he was funnier as the because I mean it was very clear that they were trying to replicate the Spider-Man 
in Civil War, the Spider-Man kid. Yeah. I think he was yep. funnier than Spider-Man, the kid in Spider-Man was, or Civil War was as Spider-Man. Oh, I love Spider-Man, man. That that that's hmm. No, I, I would agree. Like Brian, he he did more like without even opening his mouth. Like just the character, he just does a good job. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like, running, when he, was, he had like his eyes. Like, he's like all like saying, his face. Like yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like you get the sense that he's like he hasn't quite come to grips with his powers, and he's just like oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah. The whole time he's running, and then like. Same- I like that, but the one-liners, man. No, I will agree with you, Brian. They, you, you could tell there was a concerted effort, like the pan in on their face, like deliver a one-liner, haha, we're yeah. funny. Like they made a concerted effort to do Winking that several times, like, yeah. which I thought it, yeah, which I thought it worked a couple times, but a couple times it fell really flat. How about all right? The scene, the scene when he's running, like when they're all facing off with the re, the resurrected Superman. And he goes running around Superman, and then Superman like yeah, dink, like turns around and looks at him, yeah, and he's like, yeah, "Oh yeah, shit!" Yeah. Like without saying anything, like the look of horror that spreads yeah. across his face. That by, that, by the way, was a real highlight. The the way they showed, like at first, Superman couldn't quite keep up with him. Like he was like almost hitting him, but still going a little bit slow mo. I mean, he had res sickness, right? Right. So he couldn't quite match his speed. But I thought they did yeah. a great job with that. Hated that scene. Hated that whole scene. Really? Oh my god! I was I was about to say that. I was gonna say that scene was a highlight to me. Like I thought it was cheesy. I thought it was cheesy. Like that. Like you have to touch it right when it enters the water. You know what I mean? Like come on. What kind of science is that? Like that. That was kind of cheesy. But I love the scene where like you know he they were fighting each other or whatever. I thought that was great. What legitimate reason besides we need to fill twenty minutes with a fight? was there to 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 hold Lois back. They even joked about if you're the first person he sees, this is gonna be trouble. Well let's make sure the first person he sees so there can be trouble. People want to see well, Batman versus Superman, right? Well no, here's the thing. If he if he really like if he really <laughs> had gone crazy, you don't want to put Lois at risk. Right. So this is Batman's like this is Batman's like genius. He does think through every angle. She was plan B. Like, all right, if if, if right. shit else if doesn't work, we have work, to put her. Yeah, if we have Alfred, to put her like, at risk, then we'll bring her in. Like, but if not, like, why put her at risk in the first? Right. Place? I, I I get that. Right. That's the 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 in universe excuse. But why did it happen in the first place? Why was there that completely unproductive fight scene? Because Superman was getting I mean, resurrected and he was off. all... Yeah. He couldn't have been like, shit. you know, I'm not super. Yeah, what are you talking like, about for five minutes? It had to be like an epic battle. I fucking thought... I like... I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? I yeah, like I, the epic exactly, battle. Yeah, cool. why wouldn't you have an epic battle between all of them? Like, they have to fight and then come together at the end. Like, that's like story building, you know? And that was like the last, like... So, uh, these movies have been like, by many people's standards, like kind of downers. They've been like gloomy and, and sad. And like... Wonder Woman was kind of the change change agent brought in to to make them more lighthearted, and I think like that that was sort of the pivot point. That was like kind of the point at which, like, here we had a resumption of these hostilities between him and Batman, and then like no, it, it let, let let let's stop let's stop this let's let's realize we're all on the same side. Like that was the turning point. Like I think they've set the stage now for we've been on kind of a down slope in terms of things being kind of grim and gritty. And now we're, we're like at the tro- the bottom of the trough and now we're going to start right. making our way up now. 
as as they work together as a team and become like a family. But symbolically, the him being back, period, accomplishes the same thing. The whole world was dark because they had lost their icon. Oh, our icon's back. We can be happy again. No, 20-minute fight scene. Well, he buzzed off after the fight scene too, didn't he? Like, and only came... No, he he couldn't join the fight. I'm trying to no, he buzzed why. off because Lois yeah, showed he, up. He took her back to the farm. Right. So right, if Lois right. had just showed up... Well, they didn't know that. You couldn't... All, uh, all you would have had to do is vaporize her, yeah. and that would have been, like, horrible. Again, like, <laughs> in-universe, in sure. But as far as, like, movie making, I, I don't know. That, that, that was uh, not my favorite plot point. Okay, I mean, I guess I don't. I, I see. I see that. Just I wouldn't have wanted to be Batman. I bring Lois Lane in, and Superman like flicks her with his, you know, his middle finger, and she becomes a, <laughs> a, a yeah. blood cloud. You know, <laughs> like whoops, that didn't work out. Um. Okay, I mean, I see. I see how you could object to that, Brian. We can agree to maybe disagree on that one. Uh, yeah. Um. What did? What, I'm sorry. What did you think of? Like, like what did you think of like the powers on display though? Like, I thought. I, I I thought Wonder Woman was more of a match for Superman than she seems to be portrayed as. Or was she kind of holding back a little because she didn't want to beat him up when he first came back? I thought Superman was way overpowered in this. Because, like, the whole, like, oh, you know, he comes triumphantly back and they band together. No, they don't. They stall shit for him to fix it. Right. He he is totally, like... This was not a Justice League movie. Fucking... This was an excuse to resurrect Superman. Let him clean shit up. Yeah, he fucking totally pastes, uh, what's his face there, uh, Steppenwolf, right? Like, yeah, 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 Steppenwolf had no, nothing for him. Uh, that, that's what I was actually going to ask before. Like, what did you guys think of Steppenwolf? <sighs> eh, I, I don't know. I mean, he had an axe. What What was his thing? Uh, he's he's just a low, he's a general yeah, of like a um, dark side, right? So he's just like. Yeah, he he's just an underling of to set up the real fight, which the is going to be against. Um, well, right. ultimately, Darkseid, right? Like, is the yeah. is the villain. So, I, I think it was fine. You didn't want to, you didn't want to do something like they did with Ultron in the Avengers and just blow this awesome story arc on a one shot like prequel movie to the Infinity War. In my opinion. Um, Age of Ultron should have been played out over a couple of movies and they could have come up with some other like like peon enemy for them to fight. I hated that movie too. I hated it, but like that movie, I mean, you want to talk about yeah, not making that sense. I mean, you want to talk about not making sense. Like, I mean, just have Vision just fucking destroy well, the guy. Like, what, I mean, Vision is so overpowered anyway in that, in their universe. And like, right. I mean, he's basically they don't, they like don't use the guy. in that, isn't he? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't even use the guy. Make him out of existence. Right. I, I don't, so yeah, okay. Now you guys are getting into another sort of thing that a theme that we've brought up a few times whenever we discuss Marvel and DC. I get that there's legit criticisms of criticisms of the DC movies, but damn, like if you get on any kind of like nerd boards on the internet, people like they love to bash DC, but they will forgive like Age of Ultron and like the real like downer that was Civil War. And never mind the like just complete orgy of like blurry CG fight scenes that are in all those Marvel movies. They'll they'll like wave yeah. that away like it's nothing. I can tell you why. Why? Because DC never appealed to the mass market. These uh, movies aren't uh, getting the forgive me casual audience that Marvel movies are getting. So the people arguing are fucking comic yeah. book nerds who hate everything. 
<laughs> okay. okay. And you know, and that's to, to me, that's, I think that's so, why I like the DC movies because when I was growing up, I was, I mean, with a few exceptions, like DC was my, like I was main, I'd say I, I, I read 75% DC and 25% Marvel in, in, my, in my comic book mm. selection. I, I basically like Batman and Nightcrawler. Those were <laughs> my two guys. So, um, as weird, as weird a pair as that is. So that was my Marvel, that was my uh, DC and Marvel sort of dichotomy not dichotomy yeah batman was my favorite overall Um, and then i I read a ton of dc as well yeah i i don't know it it seems like people crit the the thing a number of times that people people will criticize dc for things that they completely will forgive in a marvel movie and like okay you're on to something brian this is just comic book nerds so are these like Marvel fanboys or are these like super DC fanboys angry that, you know, Superman isn't exactly the way he played out in their favorite. No, the people that forgive Marvel are people that never read the books that you're just like, that was an awesome movie. I love this guy now. And they're excited about it, which they should be. Uh, But that never happened with DC. Like who, who liked whatever the hell nip snacking, uh, neck snapping Zod, was called that didn't see or that did not like the, the the one before that that they rebooted. Oh, Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel versus Return of Superman or Superman Returns. I can't keep him straight. Man of Steel. Man of Steel is in this uh, series, and uh, Superman Returns had the absolute best Superman actor you could have ever asked for in a in a what was poorly received movie. That was Superman Returns. Um, you were asking who liked the one versus the other? No, no. Who liked the second one that didn't like the first one? It, it got no one new into it. Maybe some kids that were too young to see the first one. It did not open up like another tier of fan in the mass market. So you don't think Superman's drawing people in just by virtue of being Superman? new people no people don't know about superman if you're if you're someone who's just going to be like into superman you were into superman since you were like five no but but here's the thing out of all of the superhero like out of all comic books superman is by far and away the most popular at least the most well-known yeah he's iconic but exactly my point like there's nothing new to be excited about there's everyone knows superman superman yeah but to me these movies hit on man starting with Man of Steel. They hit on to me as an adult what's the most interesting thing about Superman. It's not the it's not his struggle to be Superman. He's a friggin' god. He has these amazing powers. It's his struggle to try to be human. Like right. it, it's really difficult for him to do that. That's like his core struggle. Um but your core audience, did your sister see it? Uh yeah, she probably thought it was fine. <laughs> she probably didn't get it or something. Uh was she like excited about it? Did she tweet about it? Did she Facebook about it? I might have gone to see it with her. No, she was definitely wasn't excited about it, and she would be a very mainstream example. Exactly my point. Like you and I liked it, enjoyed it, you know, found problems with it or whatever. But everyone else was like, oh, "Okay, that was a movie I saw." Yeah, you know something. Now that you're mentioning it, um, when I got up from, uh, was it Superman or no? It wasn't Superman. Okay, your point's taken, Brian. I agree. It, it this 
somebody like my sister who's not a big comic book nerd probably would sit down and, and love Thor. Like, oh, you should see that. It was great. Like, that would have appeal for her, right? Like, how many people were like, holy shit, a talking raccoon? <laughs> a fucking tree? That's awesome. Had no idea those guys had been around for 20 years. Yeah, most most of the audience. But So the Marvel movies do oh, make... new Superman movie. You definitely make... Okay, I'm getting your point a lot now. They are definitely formulated to appeal to a mainstream audience, and they do. Whereas, yeah, the Superman movie... It, it, actually, it was Batman v Superman. I got up from that, and you could tell like these people were already primed by the internet to hate it. As soon as we were standing up, this girl in the audience or this girl in the row ahead of me goes to her boyfriend. Well, that well, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. And I'm like looking at her like, really? This was the worst movie you've ever seen? Or did you come in here expecting the worst movie because your dorky friends online told you to? And and now you do. Um, I mean, some people just need to be led. I, I can't say anything for that. But there were a lot of legitimate complaints that comic book people would have about that movie. As opposed to... Kind of what Cam said earlier, for every one of her, 50 other people in the theater, like, getting up and cheering because the good guy won. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I okay, so DC needs, they need to mainstreamify their movies to just override the opinionated nerds, essentially, in order yes. to achieve commercial success. Yes. Okay. I agree. I agree. Okay. Okay. I, I agree with that, too. I, as much as I, as much as that would make them a little less appealing to me, possibly, I agree that they do need to do that. Um, because what we're dealing with now is a situation where what to me seems like a respectable box office take is being chalked up as a failure. And if this thing doesn't do big overseas, like, you know, this could be the end of the series and this and that, um, I think they need to make like 800 million in order for this to be considered a success or something like that. Is I was reading. Um, We talked about this with, with, uh, Blade Runner, like Hollywood just has its own fucked up rules. I mean, I, I don't understand how a movie that makes half a million dollars, I'm sorry, half a billion dollars can't be a success. Uh, I think we, I, you know what, to return to that discussion, I think it comes down to like, I invested in this movie, I expected a certain return and I got a lesser return. It is a failure. You know what right. I mean? Just you as a financial advisor are a failure. The movie was fucking great. Yeah, 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 exactly. But as the investor, I don't care about the art. I care about like getting the people to go and sit in the seats. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that, that that's shitty because like I love that they they do these like you know several hundred million dollar plays to basically make bo- like movies that appeal to me like Blade Runner and the the DC movies. <laughs> but there's no way these movies get funded if they don't make money. So like. Uh, but there's no way these movies don't get funded unless they make like hundreds of millions. I mean, you you can make money, yeah. you know. No, they the the investors look. I parked my money with Marvel and I made you know uh, whatever a twenty percent return. I parked my money with you and I made ten percent. I consider that a loss. No, that's not the way they think. It, they it, think that's a loss. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I agree, I but you, Cam, you, I mean, you give me one one point one. I would take that any day. Yeah, one point you would one point one is great, but you know what's better? One point two, one point two, right? And so I look at it as I had a million dollars to invest. I went with you instead of the other guy. Somehow, magically, you, know, you gave me hundred thousand dollars. No, that is the way they yeah. think. They like that. I, that is an opportunity like cost there. I I should have made two hundred thousand. I only made one hundred. These people should invest you, in you stocks, not movies. <laughs> what do you think about that, Cam? You're the business minded guy here. 
No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, like, these guys that are investing in movies, they don't give a shit about, like, the art or the, you know, cinematic universe or what fans think or whatever. They're looking at the bottom line, just like any other business person. And, and I respect that. I, I get that. That's what makes – that is what the engine that powers the ability to make these movies for the masses. So to knock them, I think – yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm not against, you know, we've heard many times, I'm not against bashing suits and, and corporate America. That's fine. I mean, I worked there for many, many years, and I still do to some extent. But, I mean, I know that it's a, it's a rough, cold-hearted place, and all they really care about is the bottom line. And I get that. But, you know, and there is, I, I believe it's a necessary evil. And so if you want a, you know, if you want three or four superhero movies and a, and, and a Star Wars movie every single year, that's the price you got to pay. Right. They're not going to appeal. They're not going to appeal to your sensibilities necessarily. Right. uh, Because you are not the mainstream. Right. And they're going to do what is going to like make them money in the long term. And, you know, I think that's the trade-off. I mean, if not, then we go back to the terrible, you know, daredevil movie, you know, all those terrible movies, Punisher, (laughs) Punisher movies that came out in the eighties, you know what I mean? Or seventies, nineties. The uh, terrible Superman movie that they were working yeah. on with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I mean, it just that, that that I mean, that's that's the trade-off. You know, I'm I'm looking up some numbers as we talk about this. So this is just like front-page results from Google. So take them with a grain of salt. Um, Justice League being the big ensemble, like big tentpole movie. Uh, hang on, let me look this up. Make sure I have this right. Okay. Justice League being like the DC like grand uh, gesture had a budget of three hundred million. Yep. And Thor being kind of like a you know side project for Marvel, so to speak, had a budget of one hundred eighty million. The box office as of this moment, when I just Googled for Thor, is seven hundred fifty nine point two million on a hundred eighty million dollar budget. Okay. What do you guys think for the $300 million budget on DC, the box office take has been on uh, Justice League? Well, I know because I cheated, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Brian? It's not over five yet. No. According to, again, front page Google results, it's 332. How long have they each been out? Yeah, I was going to say, it's been been out for a much shorter period of time. Has It's only been like a week difference, hasn't it, or two? No. Thor Ragnarok came out like three or four weeks ago. Did it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Then maybe I, then I take that back. That's not as grim a, an album. But that's also so part of my problem. Like, I mean, DC should just make good movies and appeal to a huge audience and they wouldn't be here. I mean, I, I don't blame the investors for DC. You blame DC. Thor came out on November 3rd, Tom. So it came out. Almost a month ago. Okay. All right. Okay. So the good. Maybe that's not as grim as I, maybe that's not as grim as I think. Do you think 332 is, I mean, so they made their money back, so to speak. They haven't, and they they've gone ten plus ten percent. It's all, it's um, only yeah, been, been like a this week, the, hasn't it? This was the first week, right? It came out this past no. weekend. It came out this past weekend, right? It no, was one the, full week, the, right? This, that Thanksgiving was their second right. weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I guess so. Yeah, Thanksgiving was their second weekend. Was the second um, weekend? Yeah, because it came out. Uh, hold on, justice. Yeah, because they were hoping for the Thanksgiving bounce back to kind of offset that traditional drop off on the second week, which apparently it did. November seventeenth. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I came back to the, to the U.S. on the yeah, 18th. So it's, Saturday, so it's so. been out almost a full – on Friday, it'll be a full two weeks. So half as long. Yeah. Yeah. Half as long for yeah, – okay, so it's maybe if, – if the sales stay strong, it's maybe on track. Anecdotally, there were many as many people in the theater for Thor, though, <laughs> which I was not expecting as there were for Justice League, so over the Thanksgiving weekend. Just out of curiosity, let me make up one more thing. Well, well, worldwide, worldwide, they it's made close to five hundred thousand, five hundred million. If you include oh, already, if you, if you okay. include the four, yeah, you kind of have to nowadays, domestic, especially with China. I mean, yeah, domestic was one hundred and seventy-six million, four and three hundred eleven million. So they're at four hundred eighty-seven million, four, almost five hundred million for for two weeks. And Thor is at. So they're only three hundred million behind Thor, and Thor's been out for two, two, two more weeks. Two weeks, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it could. All right, let, let let's do more of an apples to apples comparison. We'll let's call Wonder Woman uh, complete in terms of its theater run. Can we do that yeah, yeah. for the sake of argument? For sure, yeah. All right, that was a hundred forty nine million dollar budget, and that, according again to the front page Google results, brought in eight twenty one. So one fifty. So let's four hundred percent, isn't it? To see, but the big difference is if you if you if you the big difference is is that the domestic number for Wonder Woman is higher than the foreign number. That, yeah, that is more people heard of. Absolutely, it's right. Yeah, thirty like thirty to six thirty three to sixty six percent ratio. Foreign and domestic. Yeah, now nowadays your your international box office is where most of the money's made, yes. right? Traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and Wonder Woman made four hundred and twelve million domestically, uh four hundred and ten million foreign. So it's about even, close to but it's still just a, a tad higher. But that's still absolutely unheard of. Because uh, I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example. Even Thor Ragnarok, um they were 279 million domestic and 513 million foreign. Wow. All, all said wow. and done. So you again you're looking at 35 to 65% ratio. And right now it's that's trending the same for Justice League. You're talking 176 million to 311 million, so 36 to 64% ratio. Strange. I wonder. I wonder why Wonder Woman had so much more success. Well, and again, like a lot of it too was bolstered by it's like a strong female character. Not that I'm saying that that's a great thing. I think it should be. But if you look at the hard numbers, the opening weekend for Justice League was 94 million, and the opening weekend for Wonder Woman was 103 million, I believe. So, oh, 94. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's only off. about 9 million off for the opening weekend. The difference is, is that Wonder Woman, I guess, well, I know is a better movie. And it's like, it's like that thing where like movies that are overhyped, they shoot their wad in the first, first week. And then like they look at the drop off week over week over week. Wonder Woman gained, you know what I mean? Wonder Woman had strong second, third, fourth weekends because Wonder Woman the buzz got out that it was such a good movie. Be. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is that people started talking about it like, oh my god, I just saw one. I, I can't, I don't remember how many posts I saw on Facebook like just lauding that movie, and then as opposed to Justice League where people were just like, meh. Well, we'll we'll see how Justice League does. I mean, 
just doing my little calculations here as we've been chatting. Um, so basically, Wonder Woman made back like uh, 5.5 times what its budget was. Yep. Um, so for Ragnarok, and, and so and, that, and that's at 821. So for Ragnarok, I'm sorry, for uh, Justice League basically being double the budget, it would have to bring in like uh, over a wow, like 1.6 billion. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that seems really high to me, but I don't really, I don't really play in these numbers that much. So 1.6 billion over the whole world doesn't seem undoable. I don't think Justice League is going to make that there. It might, it might, it might get close to a billion, but I don't, I don't think it's going to get. But again, not a great movie. (laughs) I thought, I mean, make good movies. People don't see them. Okay. Let's, let's, let's walk away from numbers and just get back to like our final assessment. Uh, we let's get down to scores and justification as a way to wrap this up because I don't think we've actually come straight right down to the nitty gritty. Um, I will give Justice League. I'll give it a seven point five out of ten. I, I would I would probably actually give it higher than that, which is which is weird to me because I, I've been saying I didn't like it all the time. Oh, I, I think it was a good solid B. I'd give it an eighty. Yeah, nice. that's that's what I when I got out of that when I got out of the movie theater with my friends last night. That's what I said. I said B plus A minus. Okay, it definitely wasn't. Okay. It definitely wasn't an A. Certainly not an A plus. But I I would say at least a B plus, if not an A minus. If if, if I'm comparing it against Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok is a B minus. I'm grading those on different scales. I'd give a I'd give Thor for what I was expecting, like an A minus. Um, because I was expecting like a campy Marvel. I'm sorry. I don't now. I sound like a fanboy. I was expecting kind of a campy Marvel experience. Justice League. I'm grading. I'm grading more harshly because I was expecting this to be like a mind blow. And how? Because made one decent movie in the last twenty years. What the DC movies? Yeah, I, I disagree. I really liked Batman v Superman, and I was expect. And, and then I saw where Wonder Woman went. Wonder Woman went, and then I saw this like. I see. I see. She's being. She's the character coming in to bring Batman and Superman back to their humanity. And she kind of, that's where they failed. In my opinion, Wonder Woman didn't have enough of a humanizing effect on them. She was supposed to be the force for hope, but in this movie, she was a little crestfallen and Batman had to kind of remind her that she was like, yeah, they totally switched. Yeah. Yeah. But Wonder Woman should totally have been their redeemer. Like, listen guys, quit your friggin' moping. You know, it's never it's never too late. I believe in humanity. Uh, it's said for some reason they had like the you know melancholy Batman be the guy who uh, kind of brought her brought her, brought her back to the light, so to speak. Uh, if they had done it the way I wanted, I, this movie probably would have gotten like a nine or a 10. what's what's going on with them? You think they're going to get together? <laughs> Batman and Wonder Woman? Yeah, they had like sort of like a you know little little uh, uh, sexy moment there, sort of. I, I mean, I guess Ben Affleck kind of loosely resembles the uh the, the guy she was into in, in europe right I mean, it could happen that could happen <laughs> i don't know that's a, that's a good question yeah you, you you're, are you are you shipping them cam are you saying they're gonna get together i, I don't know i just they there definitely was some sexual tension there i felt like or they, they, they that's at least that's what they were trying to build yeah yeah going in wonder in wonder woman or sorry in uh batman v superman and uh in this movie yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Brian? You think they're gonna you think they're gonna hook it up? 
Uh, I don't know if they'll do it, but I think they're doing that whole like string them along, you know, build the tension thing. I mean, he was totally jealous of Rob, dead guy. Yeah, he yeah, was like he certainly was yeah. talking smack about him and stuff, right? Yeah, not cool. I okay. I know we're going to wrap up soon. I just got to say this: I am happy. The thing that I like most about this movie is we can finally stop talking about Batman and guns because he straight up shoots a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In this, who did he shoot? I'm, I'm trying like twenty guys. Yeah, he like stole the gun from like the the little. He actually oh, ran out of ammo. He shot so many dudes. Yeah. Oh, to shoot to shoot the parademons, you mean? Yeah, that's okay. They're they're not humans. That's fine. He's not killing people. They're sentient beings from another <laughs> world. Ah, they're demons. Ah. I mean, they're kind of. <laughs> they, yeah, they were actually they actually were you know sentient beings before that got turned into those things from right the, the he, he transformed he transformed them into parademons so now they're just like doing his bidding i'm i'm okay <laughs> this gets back to i totally understand that the like comic book purists like objection here of superman snapping people's necks batman using machine guns although he has used machine guns in the movies in the past michael Keaton. i, used I don't think he's ever shot anybody eric said this and it's dead on he always uses guns as tools he'll blow the shit out of a door he'll punch a hole in a wall he's never just auto guns on the batmobile target every motherfucker in sight <laughs> yeah he um <clears throat> i mean at the end of batman v superman when he goes when he goes like full batman mode and like goes in and like just fucking roasts those guys in the room he doesn't shoot anybody. He like disarms them, kicks the shit out of them. Um, when he's saving Martha, he like wraps his cape around her and like Russian guy burns himself to death. Batman doesn't exactly save him, but he doesn't like come in like blazing away with a gun. I don't, I don't think in that scene. And in this one, he's only shooting parademon. So I'm going to like totally go through some mental gymnastics to forgive it, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> even though, even though it's indefensible, right? It's, it, it, it's an indefensible departure from the Batman character that we all know, right? Should be. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the, I mean, I, and I'm Batman again is my favorite hero of all time. Like it, it doesn't, it does. I mean, it doesn't really bother me that he's shooting guns. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why I can't, I can't explain it. Why? Like, it's like doctor, like doctor who I would freak out if he had a gun or he used a gun. I mean, it's such a, well, it's such like an ingrained thing that Doctor Who will not even touch a gun. You know what I'm saying? The Doctor. If I said a, if I said if I said a film uh, line in a, you know Doctor Who Dark Universe where he was like this downtrodden, broken guy who has lost his companion, you know, who, who has lost companion after companion and has has seen all of his efforts go for nothing, um, and so now this is a broken Doctor who needs to be redeemed. So he at the beginning he's at a low point using guns. And but the slowly- first time he shoots a guy in the face is during his redemption arc. <laughs> he's no, I'll, I'll say again, he's shooting the parademons now. He's not like shooting like Russian smugglers anymore. He's he, baby steps, Brian. He's coming back from the darkness. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for giant bugs. I mean, they're just bugs. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, too, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just viscerally, to me, it, it doesn't. Ha- I don't. I don't get that reaction. But like. I don't know. I, I get, I get why the purists are upset. Yeah, you have your point is legitimate, Brian. I'm just trying to be like the like ultra defender here <laughs> to counter it. But yeah, you 
hopefully next movie he then like he goes to pull a gun and Wonder Woman like stays his hand like maybe maybe without the gun this time Batman you know that would, <laughs> that would be fine try, try try just punching him in the face and no branding come on come on Bruce no no branding guys <laughs> so three three things uh wow Mercedes like must have, right. paid a lot of mo- must have paid a lot of money. Yes. Because all I fucking saw in that movie was Mercedes. Me too. Like, uh, even when like Lois came in, they had like the Maybach thing like on the, the floor runner. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, two, um, I I don't think that uh, – I, I kind of actually liked Superman more after this. I don't know. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I, I liked – oh, no. This is what I was going to say. Another my my other cheesy thing that I thought was pretty stupid and they could have just taken it out was like that family the Russian family <laughs> like that they just kept focusing on that was oh, like living right next to the dome or whatever yeah, oh yeah, Superman's yeah, yeah. really strong and can carry more people than the Flash you didn't love that yeah yeah <laughs> that I thought I, I was like come on man that was like too much for me like come on and then three um, and I don't want to open up a can of worms here but. I saw a couple posts online that said that Wonder Woman was treated as a lesser character in this movie or like offensive, Uh, you know, to women sort of thing. I don't, you know, again, I'm not an expert on women. God knows I know less about women than probably everything else in my life. I just, I didn't see it. So, I mean, I'm willing to like, like if someone can educate me on it, I would love that. But I didn't see like that they made her like a Mary Sue or anything like that. She she was the straight. Yeah. Like I'll I'll give her that. It set her apart a little bit, but I honestly think that kind of elevated her a little bit. Like she was like, look, we're clocked in, we gotta do this. Why are you guys fucking around? Wow, I'm really foul mouthed tonight. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's cause cause we cause, cause Cam opened up with the fuck ups yeah. uh news. <laughs> I so my, my companion didn't want to go see the movie. She was reluctant because she had read and heard those articles about her basically being turned into like you know some like scantily clad ornament, and uh, she came away like I didn't see any of that. So taking a woman's perspective who was going in like worried about it, it didn't seem to be an issue. I do like that she played the straight person, but I feel again like if I have to complain about anything, it was her. She was diminished from what I was imagining, which was that she was going to be kind of the core of the team, the person to bring the others up. Somehow Batman has like come to his senses, except with, with the exception of using guns. <laughs> he, he has kind of come farther than the other characters in returning to humanity. If if they had spent 20 minutes developing her fear of leadership instead of that fight, that would have come across a lot better. But her, you know, basically just telling the audience, oh, I'm afraid I'll get somebody killed like I did not Steve Rogers. Oh, right, right. Wait, which fight would you have substituted for that? The Oh, Superman. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> cut, cut the Russian family out if you want. But don't, I, I, uh... I, I do that. All right, I do that. I like okay, that, I like that one-liner better than I liked. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't see any reason for the Superman fight. <laughs> I like the Superman fight, but all right. And what did we think, uh, what did we think of uh, Ben Affleck? Oh, he's gonna leave, isn't he? Isn't he like saying he doesn't want to be Batman anymore? Is he? I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, I've been reading. He wants to find like a way to exit the series. Maybe, maybe um, that's which I like him as Batman, so I hope he does not. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I, I think 
I, I was very like against it at the beginning, but I, don't know, I, I liked him. This is a little weird because I don't I don't like Batman very much in these, but I think he does a fine job with it. Like the things I don't like are aren't Affleck. Oh, so it's not the actor's fault. It's just the, the, this character as they're portraying him. That muscle suit's so silly. <laughs> Especially because he's, like, jacked. He doesn't need, like, a... Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, he looked, even when he was wearing his suits, he looked pretty buff, you know? Like, he looked pretty jacked. Dude, he looks like he swallowed a football in that, <laughs> that cow. Yeah, that cow's, like, puffy, right? It's, like, I, I agree with that. He, he looks like Gears of War. <laughs> Using, like, the Unreal Engine or something to render him. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And and again, like, I just don't see why. You're right. In a tux, like, he's badass looking. Just leave it at that. Yeah. The bat suit in this movie looked almost as bulky as, like, the mechanical one he used to kick the shit out of Superman in. I thought it was, like, Hulkbuster or something. <laughs> Maybe he just incorporated the Superman-busting elements into the suit in case shit went awry. <sighs> All right. Oh, f- final thing. The Mercedes placement, Cam, very obvious. Nowhere near as bad as the shitty Dodge placement from the Fantastic Four movie from back in the day when yeah. Reed Wilson comes pulling up in the vehicle and then uh, Human Torch is like, oh, is it a Hemi? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest product placement ever. No, no, totally uh, iRobot. Uh, oh, 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 who had the sponsorship for that? Was that Audi? It was uh, Adidas, wasn't it? Uh, some Converse. I think. Yeah, it was Converse. He's like chasing down a thug and he stops to like lace up his Converse. And it's like a fucking close up of the shoe. Just like a, <laughs> like an emotional shot of the shoe as he laces it. Now I'll be able to run that bad <laughs> guy down. <laughs> Are you serious? Is it, so you like pump up his Reebok while he was at it. Oh my god! I'm just like googling a little bit about Ben Affleck. They say Jake Gyllenhaal is rumored to replace him. Ugh. Uh, oh, no, I'm kind of. Let's just keep Affleck. Let's just pay him more money. He's good. Yeah, I really don't have a problem with Affleck. By the way, I just called Reed Richards Reed Wilson. I think I want to correct that now for the super fans that are listening. Plastic Man, and uh, yeah, I really think that. Um, they should do whatever it takes to keep. I don't know why Ben Affleck's upset. If he wants to come on the podcast, we can kind of talk to. Maybe you know, maybe he's not feeling the role, or he doesn't feel like he's doing a good <laughs> job. If he wants to come on the show, we will happily. Well, he got tons of hate, right? I mean, it'd be hard to. Yeah, but fuck them. We'll, the haters. We, we we will, like Wonder Woman should have in this film to Batman. We will uh, reinstill a sense of confidence and purpose because I think he's good in the role, and I don't. I really would rather he stayed in it for a while. The problem ain't you, Ben. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thought that thought Batman was a highlight of the film. Yeah, but anyway. No, 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 no. Aquaman. What? Oh. You didn't care for Aquaman? No, I loved Aquaman. He was a highlight of the film. Oh, was he really? Oh god, I thought he was the worst. Wow. That's yeah, a first. Yeah, no, I... We're like opposite of this. I thought he was the <laughs> worst. Um he was okay. I didn't I, I'm gonna go in between you guys. He just I feel like they didn't really develop his character so much and like they kind of barely touched on the whole Atlantean thing. We need his origins movie, right? We need his own like standalone. Right. That was not a full story for him. He was there for comic relief. And the funniest thing in the entire movie is in when he nicked the lasso. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. 
<laughs> I totally forgot. That was pretty there, funny there, when he stole. He was stealing shit out of the out of the bat cave or whatever. Yeah, making off of. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But I mean, I don't know. He, he had some some pretty bad like cringy liners, you know, like one liners as well. Like I was just um, like, uh... I mean, they tried. He was like, "What do you want?" He was like, "Hell yeah!" Or like, "That's what I'm talking about," or something yeah. like that. Like, uh... Do you think that these? Do you think these attempts to shoehorn in comedy were because Whedon took over and they were told lighten this up, and so he just kind of like threw that stuff in? I don't think he's done anything like that before, did he? I don't know. Didn't he clean up someone else's mess? No, J- Snyder had a personal like family tragedy and had to step away. And so they brought Whedon in to finish things up. And he went in and did a bunch of like reshoots. And add, I think rumor has it added a lot of the comic relief to the. I mean, hopefully he added the funny shit, not the. Boo, yeah. <laughs> maybe they put that in because they were like, people, you know, people need it. This needs to be funnier. This isn't trending well with our urban audience. Yeah. Let's put in some humor that they will get like booyah. Yeah, booyah. After after let's kick it hit so well with the Latino audience from Suicide Squad. Let's <laughs> let's add this was, in. I mean that booyah was just that I like almost like I, I felt physically <laughs> like it hurt me physically. Well, hopefully uh they add hopefully they get a little better about sort of representing diversity and that they bring in characters like um <laughs> El Dorado. <laughs> Apache chief and samurai yeah. in future movies and call them those things. I mean, El Dorado's not so I, bad. <laughs> Apache. El Dorado's terrible. El Dorado's terrible. He does he, he, super friends. He did that. Like he does that thing where they try to have like the Latin character randomly throw Spanish words in like, Oh, this is muy bad. Superman. Yeah. No, no. I mean like the name, but like, like, like well, the name is St- El Dorado. Yeah, but at least, I mean, at least that's like an actual place, you know, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah, but like, why not call Superman, why not call Superman Detroit? Smallville. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm Captain Smallville. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, it's easier to call people, like, white-centric names, like, Superman is okay, and Batman, like, you know, whatever. But, like, you're not going to call, like, the Hispanic guy, like, like, I I, I don't even want to, like, even though I'm brown, like, I don't even want to, like, say anything because I don't want to insult Hispanics, but, like, I'll do it, like, from my culture, like, you wouldn't have, like, a Pakistani guy that was, like, curry man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just. Apache chief, quickly, summon Punjabi. We must. <laughs> yes, summon. summon <laughs> Save the, the day. <laughs> the Punjab prince. No, I mean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Apache chief. I mean, even that is, like, that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Apache, come on! I'm, just, I'm, I'm actually Navajo. Like, you know, like, why do you keep calling me Apache? Also, my name's like, my name's Bill. Yeah. You don't have to call me like. It's like me calling you like, you know, billionaire playboy. I, it doesn't really make a lot yeah. of sense, Batman. Anyway, I only point those characters out as saying uh, things could be worse. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> and have been. Different uh, time. Different time. Different time. Yeah. Different time for sure. And speaking of time, I think uh, we, we've exhausted our time on this episode. It's been a long one, but we've been gone for a little while. So we we went for a little longer episode. Supersized. Uh, supersized. Supersized episode. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed listening. Guys, anything else you want to add before we uh, 
fly on out of here? Nope. That's it for me. Then I will uh, see justice done by reminding our audience that we would really appreciate their patronage on iTunes, Google Play Music, or anywhere else they happen to catch their podcasts. We very much appreciate favorable reviews, likes, etc. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerd Extravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Fly on over to nerdstravaganza.com, our flashy website where you can catch this and all of our previous episodes. Flash on over to YouTube, just type nerdstravaganza in the handy name search bar and check out all of our video content. And send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what you think about Marvel vs. DC. And Brian, with Cam's comments thus ending all the comments, it's time for us to get to stepping. <laughs> so why don't you take us out of here? What's your superpower? I'm a sniper. <laughs>